0: It is all
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Insider's interview by way of Abby's Window. So first of all, let me welcome we have a guest today. His name is Jesse Cage, and he has been kind enough to sit down and chat with us tonight. Jesse, thank you so much for being a part of our show.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. You guys are doing some really amazing things for my buddy Wyndham, so I'm 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 a big I'm a big fan of his, and I'm a big fan of yours. So thanks for having me.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Ah, oh, we really appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um. Before we get started, and obviously we want to we wanna talk to you about Bray, but before we get started, I'm really curious um, as to your career. Um, I used to DJ some back in my day, uh, and uh, I absolutely love the stuff. I know we talked about rocking and rolling, so how, how did you get started in the DJ business? I know, um, did, did you go to school for that stuff? Did you Did you do it after school? How did you get started? Actually, I started
0: uh, my first on-air gig. I was a junior in high school. I had a buddy who was doing a show on a local station, and it was like a weekly thing, uh, this metal show, and he wanted me to to pop on with him one night, and I did, and I instantly fell in love with radio, and really, you know, I never looked back from that point. I've been doing radio, I'm 43 years old now, so, you know, 24 25-year career in radio, Um, and it just started on a whim. I'm I'm, I'm popping into the studio and going, you know, can I cuss on here? I don't don't remember if I can cuss on here.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Uh, I was like, shit, man, this is cool. I dig it. So, um, yeah, it just kind of went from there, and uh, I was doing it part-time for a while. I ended up uh, going to college for a couple years, still doing radio at the same time. And funny enough, left, dropped out of college to train to be a pro wrestler. I, I went to Dean Malenko's school for uh, a while in 1998, um, and, and trained to be a pro wrestler. Uh, unfortunately, my knees and my back deceived me, uh, <laughs> okay, betrayed me, and it, I, I, I figured I. Wanted some sort of limelight, but the limelight of having to lay in an ice bath every night was not going to be that limelight. Sitting on my ass with a microphone, that turned into my limelight. So <laughs> went back to radio and never looked back.
1: Oh, man, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I, I, I love it because, uh, you know, again, like I said, I can remember doing college stuff and, and you had said metal um, right up my alley, man. We, we would do like a nighttime metal show. Yep. Um, when I was out at Penn State University, it would go from like one or 11, at, usually 11 at night to about one or two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness! Some of, some of my most favorite times, absolutely loved it. Um, so that's, that's awesome, man. Some of so your I favorite, did...
0: some of your favorite blurry times. Oh, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> Yeah, man, yes. I got lots of those. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, man. Uh, we, we uh, we, we enjoyed ourselves sometimes a little too much. Um, yeah, but, there, but there's yeah. entire, there's
0: entire uh, periods of my career that are just a blur. I, I <laughs> oh, the ratings uh, were good. So apparently I was doing something right, but yeah. <laughs> It was just uh, show after show and concert after concert and, you know, being backstage with Metallica or Avenged Sevenfold or I'm not trying to, you know, drop names here. But dude, that's awesome. You know, it was it was a wild ride, man. And uh, I'm kind of out of the business. I don't know how much more radio I'm going to end up doing. I'm really enjoying doing the podcast stuff. and Quite frankly, radio doesn't look anything like it looked when I started. You know, it's a totally different animal. And uh, I actually had retired from radio and I got sucked back in because it's, you know, uh, and this is not to make light of uh, a battered wife situation, but that's kind of what radio is. You keep going back and you keep getting beat up by it for whatever reason. And that's, uh, I had gone to Atlanta a couple years ago and uh, again, came out of retirement to do that. And things were great. And some asshole came in and and blew my boss out, blew me out, took my job. And, and that was that. So decided that uh, I was going to get back into the podcast arena because I can be in control of that. And nobody can come in and take it from me.
1: That is true. very, very true. true. Yeah, man, that's very true. So When did you, um, I, I didn't know you were into, in, uh, you, you worked in wrestling. Uh, that's, that's really cool. And Dean Malenko, uh, obviously we all remember him. Um, how did that go for you? Um, I mean, I know you said you're, you know, how long did you do it? How long were you, you know, how did the training and everything go for you?
0: So, I mean, like many of us outside of Jody, who is the late bloomer to the wrestling deal. um, (laughs) I, I grew up a wrestling fan. Um, I, my grandfather, every Saturday, would sit me down on the couch next to him, and we would watch old AWA or or NWA or WCW uh, or early WWF stuff. And I just was captivated by what I was watching. I mean, what an amazing thing to see these, you know, hulking dudes without, you know, being cliche, uh, these bigger-than-life characters doing things that, we're fucking crazy, mm-hmm. and I, I was just—I I, was—I was pulled into it. I was pulled into the story. I was pulled into the athleticism of it. And you know, again, I'm 43 years old, so I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. I—I—I yep. you know, I, I have many tearful memories of you know Hogan getting uh, avalanche by King Kong Bundy in the corner leading up to WrestleMania two, and oh yes, uh, you know Andre <laughs> ripping off the cross off his chest on Piper's mm. pit. There's the blood and you know, I, I was just, I, I was so captivated by it and I never really let it go. Uh, once I, in high school, you know, you get busy with uh, girls and everything else. And so it kind of fell away a little bit for me. Um, but the funny thing was, is probably my freshman year of college uh, would have been, I mean, I graduated in 95. So, you know, that second half of the nineties was Still, quite frankly, is the uh, the golden era of wrestling, as far as I'm concerned, with the Monday Night Wars and everything that was going on. Oh, yeah. So I was pulled in back into it, uh, then obviously seeing Hogan, and then immediately Hogan turns and joins the NWO and is like, holy shit, what's going on? And, <laughs> and, and, I, and so all that love that I had for pro wrestling just came rushing back to me. And I was going to, to matches all over the place. I would drive four or five hours and I remember waiting in line to see a Monday Nitro at the Tampa Bay convention center. I think it was, no, it was was at the fairgrounds. Uh, I showed up because it was a free show at that point. I showed up uh, to get in line at nine o'clock in the morning for a Monday Nitro because I wanted to be in the front row. So fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) uh Much to my, well, it's my ex wife now, but my wife at the time, much to her chagrin, making her uh, just stand out there for uh, hours and hours and hours. But, uh, and then when I decided to leave uh, to drop out of college, it was, uh, you know, radio or wrestling. And I decided to give wrestling a go. And I called up Dean Malenko and I was able to get into his school and uh, had the opportunity to train with him and uh, David Heath, who's gangrel, uh, who's still a, a good friend of mine to this day. Uh, Eddie Guerrero came in a couple of times and taught us some stuff. Um, uh, Jericho would come by. It was just, it was a really cool time, but uh, I was only there for probably just under a year. Um, and, and I think honestly, it, at that point, it was my first time uh, being away from home because I went to college in my hometown. Um, I, I lived at the dorm, but that's not really away. way. You're still in your hometown. So uh, I packed everything up and I had moved to Tampa from West Palm and uh, I think the loneliness got to me a little bit because I'm uh, I'm a hugger. <laughs> I need.
2: <laughs> I do know that one. <laughs> yeah, I need
0: I, I need my people around me, and uh, you know, just kind of being alone and, and getting beat up every day. Which again, I mean, Malenko was great. Dean, uh, just an amazing uh, trainer, uh, and obviously having Dave there was uh, you know invaluable. I mean, just another amazing trainer. Uh, but I just woke up one morning and I, I just I needed to go home. So. Went back to West Palm Beach and uh, continued my radio career. And here we are many, 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 many,
2: (laughs) many, many, many years later. Uh,
0: The the radio thing uh, stuck,
1: so... Man, that's awesome. That's 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 an amazing story, dude. Um, I, I love it because uh, I, I can go back to that same era that you were talking about. And I mean, I go back a little further into the 80s and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, man, that that Hogan heel turn, I think we were just talking about that on a previous show because we talked about heel turns and that I mean, one of the all times who would ever thought you would see, you know, Hulk Hogan, who mm-hmm. was the ultimate face. um turn into a heel that way it was just unbelievable to see that
0: and to see him pull it off i i was so curious to see how he was gonna be able to pull that off and he turned into the biggest asshole it was brilliant i mean it was just again the the say your prayers eat your vitamins all the stuff that we grew up on yep and and to see that and the way that he handled that and you know the, the crew that Bischoff put together, you know, Hall and Nash and, 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 and Pac there a little bit later. I mean, that was, that, that was pure brilliance, man. It absolutely. That's uh, lighting in a bottle and something that I don't know that we'll ever see again. Uh, yeah.
1: Know. Yeah. Probably not a little shoe polish too, for the sideburns on Hulk and that, you know, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, man, That's that, right, made, man. that, that gave <laughs> him that bad guy look, man. Um, That's it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Such a, such a great time, um, and, yeah, man, that's that's awesome, dude. Um, so, I mean, well, let me ask you this. Since we're on that topic anyway, um, sure. give me a favorite. It was, wh- who was your favorite wrestler? So, And then also after that, tell me what was your fate, because you said you went to a lot of live shows. So yeah. which was your favorite live show you've ever attended?
0: Uh, all right, so favorite wrestler growing up, again, it's got to be Hogan. You know, yep. being a 43-year-old dude growing up with – Uh, you know, wrestling on Saturdays, and then, uh, you know, obviously, actually paying for pay-per-view. Actually, I remember having to go to, uh, you know, to see live circuit TV. You couldn't even get the pay-per-view at the house. Um, But, you know, just grew up a huge Hogan fan. Um, I think my my favorite feud of that time would have been, I think, overall, it it, – looking back at it now and I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now would have been, uh, Hogan and Piper just, you know, Piper always chasing Hogan for that belt and never, never getting it. It was just such a great story that, uh, that weaved into so many different storylines I thought was brilliant. Um, uh, so yeah, definitely Hulk Hogan. Uh, and then as far as my favorite event I ever attended, man, there's, there's a, there's a lot, yeah, you said you went to a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've you know I've been to a bunch of WrestleManias and oh, wow, wow. Um, you know, I've been to SmackDown and Raw and uh, a ton of Nitros. I mean, you know what? I think probably my favorite one was because of the amount of effort I put into it. Would have been that one. And uh, I think it was February of '98. It was at the uh, the in Tampa Bay here at the uh, uh, fairgrounds. I just waiting all day. It was worth it because. Just it was the first time I was ever up in the front for a wrestling match. I had been going since I was a little kid, but I was never in the front row. Um, And then something I've never taken for granted since that point, uh, especially once my radio career took off, uh, the WWE and WCW would always uh, spiff us and give us the good stuff. So I was always I've been in the front row for just about everything. So outside of mania, I have not been in the front row for mania yet, but I will. There you
1: go.
2: (laughs) Um,
0: But uh, but yeah, that's got to be my favorite show. And then I saw, again, right during the Attitude Era, I, I got to see uh, The Rock and Austin in a cage on Monday night, uh, Raw. I mean, wow. just a lot of really cool shit. So, yeah. That's
1: awesome,
2: it,
0: man. It's hard to pinpoint just one when it comes to going to the shows
1: yeah i i i haven't gotten to any in in quite a while um i was looking forward to because they don't get many up here in northeast pa we get mm-hmm. one every now and then um and there was supposed to be one and of course that got canceled because of the uh because of what's going on outside and stuff like that. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Maybe they did reschedule it for October. They turned a raw into a SmackDown. So that's kind of exciting for the whole Bray thing. Yeah, that's um, great. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that that goes through because I have not seen Bray live yet. So Jody, why don't you start asking Jesse about Bray? Since uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll turn it over to you because I know you're chomping at the bit.
2: <laughs> I feel kind of bad that I'm a late bloomer now.
1: No, don't feel I, bad about yeah. it. Don't,
2: don't. Listen. <laughs> Most as, of long, that as, as long as you're head. here now, that's all that counts.
0: It doesn't matter if you're a late bloomer. You And you came in at a great time with a, a guy who will no doubt be a WWE Hall of Famer. So that's a good way to, to
1: jump in.
2: Oh, awesome. Absolutely. There you go. What a yeah, segue,
1: there. Jody. What a segue.
2: <laughs> 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 okay. So, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you he'll be in the hall of fame someday and he'll be on that same level as undertaker and all the big legends so um how did you guys actually get to to meet and know each other
0: so when i was at 98 rock here in tampa a big rock station here in the market i was right down the street from where fcw was they had a A little spot, the gym over there uh, on Dale Mavery Road, which was, I mean, it was spitting distance for where the station was. And I had run into randomly Steve Kern, who we all know who Steve Kern is. uh, Steve, and then ended up uh, running. uh, And if you don't know who Steve Kern is, uh, Steve Kern is, he's a fucking legend and you need to Google it. Um, But uh, (laughs) he was running FCW, and I ran into him at a Hooters and uh, we got talking a little bit, and I I let Steve know that I was a huge wrestling fan, and uh, I would like to come over and and check out FCW because at that point, this is before NXT, FCW was one of the feeder bands for the WWE. So I was like, I'd love to come over and just check out a show, and then obviously I'll talk about you on the air, and we can have some of the boys in. It'll be a good time. He's like, love that set that up. I started going every I, I think it was Thursday night, if I'm if my uh, old man memory serves me right, it was Thursday nights. Um, I would go over every week and I would check it out. And uh, Dusty Rhodes was also there who my god, you know, such an amazing person, uh, wow. amazing teacher, Dusty and I struck up uh, a casual friendship as well. And we all got talking and they're like, well, why don't we put you in the ring and, you know, you can do some announcing stuff and some, you know, manager type things. And I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. Hold that thought. I'm going to come back to that in a second because I want to talk about Dusty for a second if that's cool.
1: Oh, go right ahead. We had had Nikita Uh, Koloff on a little bit back and he he talked about Dusty. Yeah, go right ahead, man. Yeah, Dusty
0: just so accommodating and so... Just honestly friendly, and he really wanted to get to know you. He really, you know, if you showed interest in what he was doing, you showed interest in wrestling. You were in, and uh, so much in fact that we got to shooting the shit one night, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you come to promo class?" And and promo class is pretty famous, man. I mean, that's a it's a pretty big deal uh, to be at promo class and and see Dusty and Steve and those guys train and and, and help the the talent hone their uh, mic skills and i was like sure dusty i'll come in when is it he goes well we're doing a promo class tomorrow morning at 10 a.m i was like i'll be here man no big deal so i go and i i go i was maybe five minutes late because i had to go to the station first i come walking in the back door and promo class is going on now promo class was around the ring in the little arena area which didn't hold that many people but all the boys were in there. And at that point, Rollins was there, Paige was there. Uh, I think Mox was there, uh, Big Andy was there who won Tough Enough, who was a buddy of mine. Uh, just a, a lot of big, huge talent now.
1: Who's who um, of now, yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: pretty, pretty crazy. And I remember walking in and like every, everybody turns because I was late. And I was like, well, I'm just going to stand in the back. I don't want to get in anybody's way. And there's an empty seat. Dusty's in the front row. There's an empty seat next to Dusty, and and Dusty just turns and he looks at me. And he's like, the Cage, the Cage, <laughs> welcome to promo class, the Cage. Come sit down right next to me. You're gonna sit right here next." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I, 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 no." And and I could just see. I mean, some of the boys just burning a hole through me, man. Because you know, here here's this fucking radio DJ wanker. <laughs> who, uh, you know, has no business being at promo class at all. Just the fact that Dusty took a shine to me. And I go on and, and I sit there and uh, I think Eric Rowan, uh, Rowan was in the ring doing something. And, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but I remember Dusty in the middle of this promo, he just looks at me and goes, the Cage, do you see <laughs> that man in the ring right now? Last week, he put lipstick all over his face. It was very funny. I'm, I'm like, what is this life? What the fuck is this life right now? So, Fast forward, we do that deal where uh, they're going to put me in the ring and do some gimmick with, uh, God, I can't remember who the – chicks were a couple of the ring announcer girls and I, I just don't remember who it was now nobody used there anymore um or in the WWE I should say anymore but got to go uh, you know they're like come out we're going to do this little gimmick where you're going to go in the ring and basically just kind of get the crowd going blah 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 then we're going to talk about doing this they used to do this thing like they like a karaoke deal intermission where, you know, some of the boys and the girls will come out and sing and all that stuff. Uh, And they're like, you can host that. I'm like, cool. They're like, but what's gonna happen is, is Damian Sandow and lucky cannon and lucky was a buddy of mine, uh, two big heels at the time in FCW, they're gonna come out and they're gonna interrupt you. And they're gonna, you know, try to intimidate you and, you know, get you out of the ring. I was like, Yeah, cool, cool. Well, who was going to come save me was Wyndham and Taylor. So, Wyndham, uh, obviously, you know, Bray wide, this is when he was Husky Harris. Yep. So, Husky Harris and Bo Rotunda was going to come out and save me. Um, so, we get in the ring, we do it that night. Damien is still one of the greatest men on the mic in the fucking world. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, he's in there, he interrupts me and just fucking shreds me. It was brilliant. Uh, Lucky Cannon, which is a smart-ass, so he's in there doing the same thing. Uh, they kind of bow up on me. I've got to get in front of the girls because, you know, I'm still a man. I've got to protect the girls. So I step up, and as soon as it looks like uh, Sandow is going to swing on me, here comes Husky Harris and Bo. They come out, and they get the big save, and I then get to set the main event match, which would have been... Husky and uh, Bo against Damian and Lucky uh, for the main event that night. And of course, you know, Damian and Lucky powder out and they're all fucking pissed that I'm making matches. And uh, it it turned out to be a really great gimmick. The funny thing is, is uh, that, well, that was the first time I met Wyndham. We ended up talking in the back after the fact, and turns out he was a fan of mine at 98 Rock. And so much the fact that him, him and his mom... Uh, who Steph, who's one of the most amazing women in the world, they would be out shooting baskets at their house, and they would have me on in the background. So this is when Wyndham was, you know, younger. Yep. Uh, you know, so they're all just shooting hoops and they're listening to me on fucking 98 Rock. So uh, <laughs> awesome. we we just really hit it off, and I thought it was really funny because Taylor came in, Bo came in, and uh, Wyndham is like, "Hey, you know, this is Jesse Cage," and, and Taylor's like, "Who?" And he's like, that's Jesse motherfucking Cage from 98 Rock. And, so, <laughs> and, going on. and the funny thing is, I was a big Husky Harris fan because I thought it was a cool gimmick. I, I dug it, man. And I thought he did such a good job. It doesn't matter what you give Wyndham. He's going to fucking make it a good thing. Um, and uh, so we just ended up running into each other multiple times at FCW. Uh, and then we ended up running into each other at live shows. There was a, a, a Battle royal. God, this is this have to be when he was in well Nexus. Yeah, it had to be when he was in Nexus. I was I was trying to think if he had already crossed over, if it was just he was there for a dark match, but it must have been when he was in with Nexus. So they're doing a battle royal uh, in a dark match, and he gets powdered right in front of me. And, and I just looked down, I was like, You want to cage rage about that? And he just looks <laughs> up and so he just fucking busts out laughing, throws me high <laughs> five and gets up and walks out and you know it just kind of took off from there man we just kind of we never lost touch and i remember i would call him before uh you know every raw or smackdown or pay-per-view i'm like are they calling you up yet are they calling you up yet no not yet it's not yet and then he started doing the Bray gimmick uh and i was like holy shit this is this is amazing this is this is great Yep. So he ends up actually getting called up to do one of his first, uh, uh, house shows. And it happened to be in Lakeland. So I had gone out my connection to WWE gave me front row. So I'm sitting out there in the front row and he goes over in that match and he wins. And as soon as he wins, and since it was just a house show, they can be a little bit more, uh, you know, free to do what they want to do. Uh, he, he comes out, he rolls out of the ring, he comes over and he grabs my head and we do this mind meld thing in the front row where our heads are <laughs> together. And, and a buddy of mine actually got, he snapped the picture. You can find the picture. It's on my Instagram. I think uh, he, he caught this moment in time and it was just so pure because it was again, one of Wyndham's very first matches, you know, getting called up and not doing, you know, NXT or, or, or FCW. And, It was just, it it was such a cool, cool thing, man, to see him, uh, you know, here in our home state, be able to get that win and just kind of launch him. And then from there, I mean, we see what what he's done. He took it and he ran with it, the the multiple incarnations of the Bray Wyatt character uh, and his amazing attitude to be able to evolve that thing and to do it 30 fucking steps ahead of anybody. You know, it, it just, and it, it, it make every single step matter and every single step count because as he's gotten bigger and bigger, now we know we've got to go back and look at those things. And I've heard you guys multiple times, you know, dissecting these little Easter eggs that he's left all along the way. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and the funny thing is, is since we are friends and we get to go out and we hang out, You know he'll drop Easter eggs to me that I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about, and then it makes sense (laughs) to me later. So, like, and I'm like, you know, he's a bastard. He is. He's a mad genius. You know, and trust me, he doesn't just work you guys. He works me. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, but he's brilliant at it. He's uh, just an amazing character. And more important to me, uh, outside of being an amazing character, you're not going to meet a guy with a bigger heart than Wyndham. That dude will literally give you the shirt off his back and, and and make sure you're okay before he's okay. And I've got to do some business dealings with him. I've got to do uh, a lot of fun stuff. And he cares. He really, really, really cares about his family. Uh, and, and, and that goes into the extended family as well. And I know he cares about you guys. He cares about his fans. Uh, he's grateful for you guys. Uh, and you know, he—I know—he's grateful that you guys are along for the ride. And wow, what an amazing ride it's been, and what an amazing ride it's going to be. And quite frankly, I don't know a lot of uh, inside dirt on that ride outside <laughs> of some of the stuff that we're working on because I don't want to know. I want to be—I want to be surprised every Friday night. I want to be surprised at every pay-per-view. Um, uh, you know, I yeah he drops me again some easter eggs stuff that's gonna happen i'm like fuck um <laughs> but you know outside of that man it's it, it's fun being uh, a good friend of his uh, and still being in the dark as far as what that character holds and and the madness that is still to come <laughs> um, I, long it I told you i got wine and cbd no,
1: dude you're good I, man I, 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 you're that's, a, that's an amazing story um I I I don't obviously we don't know him I I saw there was something happened on Twitter a little bit back where there was an autistic uh, an autistic child that was being picked on and I guess he had a Bray shirt and and the the kids were making fun of him for something or other somebody actually took the shirt off him and ripped it up and and then I saw Bray responded to that and he's just he all he said was I've got you and then he sent the kid you know, uh, shirts and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, see, that's to see that kind of stuff is amazing. Yeah. Um, so I can completely understand where you're coming from because not everybody would do that. I mean, my wife teaches autistic children, so I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for that. And, and, yeah. you know, look to, to see anyone do that today, um, is fantastic.
2: No, it's, um,
0: it's absolutely amazing. And again, that's, that's who he is. That's not a show. That's not a Twitter thing or a Facebook thing. He would do it if it wasn't on there. And he heard about something. It's just the kind of person he is. He's just a good dude, man. He's a yeah, good. yeah.
2: I can I'm, see that.
1: Go I'm ahead, Not
2: sitting over here crying or anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what did you? We got to the Husky Harris. I know you talked about that character a little bit. What is? Now I mean I know Jody's answer to this question what's your favorite incarnation of his character that he's done and then I guess I'll go and then after that we'll get a little bit into the the fiend and the you know the more modern part of it so what what's your favorite incarnation or what I mean you said Husky Harris is that your favorite incarnation of the Husky- <laughs> He'd kick my ass if I said that's my favorite.
2: <laughs> I was just gonna say that.
1: I, I, it's
0: the funny thing is, and I still bust his balls about it because in my phone, and you know, your contacts just say the same whether you get a new phone or not. Uh, in my phone, it's uh, Wyndham Husky is is what oh he is boy. in my phone still. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I really, really dug uh, the early stuff. I loved when he was, you know. Uh, that New Orleans draw Mm. that, that slow. And again, he's always been methodical. So it's not like that's changed that much, but obviously his character has evolved. Um, But just that, you know, the, the, that cult leader, that Mm. guy, that backwoods, New Orleans uh, Cape fear, type. you know what I mean? That was, know that that stands out to me and maybe it's just because i I knew him before you know i knew the characters before and and i knew what he could do and what he was capable of and and what he ultimately then became which again keeps evolving but i just i thought that that was such an amazing different character you know to go from husky harris to that you know to come out and i know there was a little bit of time actually you know obviously where he evolved even that because You know, when he first came out and he had the, uh, the, like the slaughterhouse uh, smock on, Mm -hmm. you know, know, that whole thing that he had going on there for a minute. And so just to kind of see that evolve, I really liked that, that Cape Fear Bray Wyatt. I thought that was just, it was chilling, honestly. And it was something that, especially at the time, nobody was even close to doing that. There was nothing like that. And, you know to be able to take that character and evolve it to, yes, The Fiend, where he is now, and, and uh, you know, even Firefly Funhouse Bray is just another whole amazing deal, right? I mean, the, the the way his mannerisms are. Obviously, you can see his face without the mask. So the way that he gives you that Mr. Rogers who's going to slit your throat deal is... <laughs> It, it, it's, it's just absolute brilliance. And to be able to go back and forth into it is brilliance. And to watch him work all of us is brilliance. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's, I I mean, Joe, you already know this. Like, Cult Leader Bray was the version of him that I fell in love with. So I'll always have a soft spot for that.
1: Yes, Orton. I do know that, Jody. <laughs> 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 well, you know what? I I, honestly, I mean, I love the new the new iteration of the character and we'll talk about that in a little bit but I mean i I have a soft spot for that character too and I mean I um I know I talked to when my my co-host Jeff we're kind of in the same boat with that when when that character went away um I'll be honest, I stopped watching wrestling mm-hmm. I get i I was done i i I was so upset that they got rid of the character that I'm like, you know what I'm out and I literally was was not watching for months and months until I saw the the fun house start to, you know, start. I mean, of course I'm reading the internet stuff and I kind of knew he was coming back, um, but didn't know how. And then I just started watching again to just see. And then all of a sudden, of course, when I saw the vignettes for the fun house, but yeah, that, that character is just, was just done so well, the creepy factor of that character. And like you said, Cape fear. I mean, I, I mean, obviously he had, he had that in mind, that Waylon mercy, the wrestler, you know, that, that kind of a thing. So yeah, yeah man, um, I, I agree. Um, I absolutely had, uh, had, had, and still have a soft spot for that character. In fact, when they did the Funhouse match and I saw him dressed up in that Hawaiian shirt again, yeah, it was oh pretty cool.
0: <laughs> no, it was, it, it was awesome. And again, it's all the callback stuff It's for people who've been along for the entire ride. It's always going to be there. He's always going to make sure that those things were there, man. So uh you just, you got to keep your eyes open for everything because you never know
1: that match was brilliant and again yep, we can get amazing. we can get into that a little bit That the more i watched it the more i just literally sat stunned at it when it was over yeah. um but yeah so what i think um, that's what he's like though yeah. i feel like the more you go back because
2: this happened you know on saturday when i spent six hours in kyle's studio all we were doing was watching brain matches all afternoon Ah. and i feel like the more you watch them the more you appreciate them the more you find little things in them the more you come to to love him even more and what a genius he is it just yeah
1: yeah Yeah, that's awesome yeah 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 absolutely absolutely so what did you think when you first started to see, I mean, did you, I, you know, listen, you can, you can tell us or, or not, whatever you can say is, is fine. What did you think when you first started seeing the Funhouse? Did you see it at the same time we did, or did you kind of know a little bit about it that it was coming?
0: You know, I, I saw it the same time. Okay. You know, I, I knew that he was working. I, you know, I knew things were going on. I knew that uh, because nothing ever stops in that dude's head. So I, I knew he was, he was working and uh, trying to come up with, uh, you know, new and fresh ideas and, uh, keeping to evolve his character. But like I said before, I don't, I don't want to know. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I honestly, there's just, it's a need to know basis with me. And and most of the time I don't, there's no reason for me to know anything you know, from that side. And quite frankly, I mean, honestly, when we're hanging out, it's just family time. You know what I mean? We're just, you know, I don't want to talk about radio shit or podcast shit. And, you know, he, doesn't need to talk about wrestling you know it's just we just try to have those moments where we're just kind of hanging out and again that works perfectly because I don't want to know I want to know that you know I want to be surprised like the rest of us because I'm I'm still a fan yep you know I was a before we were friends I was a fan of his you know it's just cool that he was a fan of mine too so things worked out (laughs) but (laughs) um you know, I, I just, I, I'm just a fan. I'm a fan who uh, has a really cool friend who does, who has a great job. Um, you know, yeah, we, we've been able to do some business together and, and there's some things that I can't really get into yet because we're, we're working on uh, some stuff, but I promise you the stuff we're working on is well worth the wait. And I apologize because I know I've teased it and, <laughs> um, uh, but Things like COVID happened and things uh, push launch dates back and and, and things change. So uh, without giving away too much, there's some cool stuff going on that I'm personally involved with, uh, with Wyndham. And uh, obviously we all know that Wyndham has got all sorts of fun stuff coming up that uh, I have nothing to do with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you uh you certainly made waves uh, with that with that cult of Wyndham thing man, yeah, that, man. Uh, that that became yeah. uh, that way I mean it's trending on Twitter you can see I mean yeah that that really went people went nuts and started investigating everything they saw it, they saw <laughs> it on Instagram they saw it everywhere well that is um, something
0: I definitely know some stuff about so <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, look, we're, yeah, we're we're all excited, obviously, about what that's going to be, and um, can't wait until all this stuff passes by and and yeah. we can get on with our lives a little bit here, man. Um, so, what did you think of when you first saw the fiend um, when he when he first brought the character out in the Funhouse, and then um, the the you know the first the very first time he came out in that match against Finn Balor?
0: Yeah. Uh, holy shit! That's why. <laughs> Yep. holy shit uh i i just thought that it was nothing that i imagined it's just not it's not what i pictured was going to happen and again that's the beauty of this that's uh, i i i did not know Yep. um all i know is things were happening and then that happened and i'm like holy shit that's fucking amazing <laughs> and uh sidebar that i got to hold the original mask and that thing is heavy
1: <laughs> i would mm-hmm. imagine so I it looks like-
0: it's pretty cool, man. It's 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 it's, uh, it's a it's cool. It's it, it's a really cool uh, uh piece of well, it's a piece of history. So
1: we got to talk um, to Jason Baker a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, and he was telling us about, you know, and I, I mean, we're I'm a big horror fan, always been a big Tom Savini fan. And when I found out that his company made that, I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness um so yeah uh and jason was kind of telling us a little bit about that but yeah that's uh and we we had no idea that were really only what did he say jody was there one or only two of them made he said one one made okay yeah Yeah.
2: one mask one lantern
0: it's it's crazy man it's like just to you know just go to a live event and see even uh, you know and how it's kind of evolved any mask uh, that bray is wearing is absolutely amazing um but to see it live uh to hold it is really cool but to see it in person is a whole nother level than what you see on tv yep
2: oh i totally agree with that the day i met him i went to smackdown that night and he had a dark match yep with no it wasn't a dark match it was a sneak attack on cesaro in a dark match (laughs) (laughs) um And yeah, 100% seeing that live, it's, it's totally different experience.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: Quickly vaulted to the, I mean, again, and not that he wasn't a favorite of mine anyway, but seeing that just shot it way up because again, you know, me being the horror nut that I am and loving all the eighties slasher movies. And I'm a big Jason fan from Friday the 13th. And, you know, seeing that I'm like, oh, this, this is absolutely right up my alley. um so yeah uh you know breathtaking really and i mean then when they had that when he redid his theme song because we were all kind of anticipating like what's he gonna come out to um and then when we got the the redone version of his theme song by code orange who is a band here in pa i'm like uh, wow it it was it was absolutely amazing
0: yeah it's sick man i mean that track is amazing code orange great band check them out if you have not checked in the stuff out outside of the theme song. They're just fire, man. Great fucking band.
1: Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. They're from, uh, they're from Pittsburgh, I believe. So yeah. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, man, I, what, um, what do you see? I mean, I, the future of this character, well, let me, let me ask you about that fun. house. you, you watch the fun house match. I'm sure. Oh, of course, um, yeah. What what did you think of that? Because I mean, there was a little bit of you had some people saying, ah, it, you know, it wasn't a match, blah blah blah. It wasn't, you know. But then the fans of his, like you were saying, it was literally a tribute to everybody who's, like you said, been along for the ride. Yeah. Um. So I mean, what what did you what did you think of the 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 cinematic match?
0: Uh, I thought it was great, and fuck cynical fans about this stuff. These guys <laughs> are, are, you know. It, this is not easy for anybody. Yep. You know, what we're going through right now is not easy for anybody, especially guys who uh, still have to, some of them, I mean, not everybody's uh, living here in Florida. Uh, You know, these guys are still getting on planes and, and whatnot to try to get down here to entertain us. Yep. And so fuck off anybody, you know, you don't have to love that. There's no crowd. I don't love that there's no crowd. I, you know, it's, there are times when it's hard to watch and and it's because we're used to seeing a crowd in wrestling is crowd dependent as we found out it is very crowd dependent, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't take away from what's happening in that ring when you can just watch it for what it is. Right. And we'll get to the cinematic match in a second, but I'm just,
1: yeah, no, no, go ahead.
0: I just, I hate all these fucking Twitter trolls and all the bullshit slagging all this stuff while you're sitting at fucking home. Where you should be, by the way. So good for you for being home. But don't slag the people who are going out and trying to keep you entertained as you sit at home for forty, and fifty, and sixty days, or however long you've had to stay home. You know, they're 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 busting their balls and their ovaries for us, and uh, they deserve to be applauded for that. Uh, the WWE, uh, as far as doing the cinematic stuff, look, you have to do it. Yep. You know, you watching WrestleMania. That and I've seen every single one, I'm sure as you guys have, you know, watching WrestleMania without a crowd, that was weird. Mm-hmm. That, you know, not having those elaborate entrances, uh, that's weird. So, kudos to the WWE for coming up with the cinematic stuff uh, like the match uh, that we're talking about. Uh, and I thought the match was brilliantly done. I thought it was, it was a, and it was a match. It was a match. Because there was a winner.
1: (laughs) There was a match.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yes, it took twists and turns. But so does every professional wrestling match. Every professional wrestling match has twists and turns. You know, you look at a hardcore match and you're out in the crowd and you're in the back. Is You know, just, that's fine. You're all over the place. Awesome. This, they used a shitty situation Mm -hmm. and made something awesome out of it and gave us... A movie, yep. You know they they gave us this movie on both nights that I thought yeah. was, was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I mean, what a great job! And and to go to obviously to Wyndham's match that we're talking about, pure brilliance. The way they weaved in so much, mm-hmm. and yes, you're sitting there. Speechless watching it because you're trying to comprehend what the fuck you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's part of the brilliance of it. Because if it was just some fucking, you know, slapstick bullshit, it wouldn't have held you like it did. And yeah. even people who were complaining about it fucking watched it front to back probably more than once. Yeah. Because it was so out there and it was so what the fuck just happened. And... It's a match that, because of circumstance, and because it was fucking cool, we will be talking about forever. We'll never forget that match. If you're a Bray Wyatt fan, or a fan of wrestling, of the WWE, you are not going to forget that match. I don't give a shit if you hated it. You're not going to forget it. A long time ago, when I started in radio, one of my mentors had told me, he's like, look, man... It doesn't matter if you're loved. It doesn't matter if you're hated. Just don't let people be indifferent. Yep. Because as soon as people are indifferent, you're done. Mm -hmm. So I built a career on half of my audience loving me and half of my audience hating me because they didn't like what I was fucking saying. Well, (laughs) cool. But you're still listening. So I win. Yep. That's (laughs) that's exactly what they're doing. People are bitching about it. But people are still watching. I know ratings have fluctuated up and down, and that's going to happen. But the first live Raw or the first live SmackDown, even if it's only half houses, people are going to be glued to their TVs again. Absolutely. You will, they will be glued to the TV. And I think the more cinematic stuff they do, the more people are going to be glued to it during these times. Uh, if you look at Money in the Bank, I wasn't the biggest fan of some of that. Um, I thought it was a little hokey. Um, but not the mania stuff, neither one of the mania matches that were the cinematic style. I, neither one of them were disappointing at all.
1: Yeah. You know what? I totally agree. And I agree with everything you said. Um, people have to understand, like you said, you know, I I think we take things for granted. Um, and you know, they are going out there. They are, like you said, getting on planes. It's not like they all live by the performance center. Yeah. Um, so they're jumping on planes. Everybody knows how how planes are. You know, no, nobody wants to get in a cramped area with this yes. thing going on, and and flying down there. And they're giving everything they have, like you said, to just keep us entertained. So yeah, absolutely. I 100 percent agree. And the cinematic stuff. Um, when I saw that Undertaker match the first night, oh my goodness, I I I'd, I'd never seen anything like that. And it's like you said, they filmed a mini movie. Yes. Um, and just amazing what. And to think the future of what they can do, and I'll tell you, even when it does go back to fans, they they should include one of those, you know, ma- not all the time because it'll get redundant. But if they include one of those kind of matches in the really big shows, mm-hmm. um, they would be they would be silly not to do that because I mean you you're you're talking you can get guys together like you can get Undertaker and you can get if they keep Sting. You can get Undertaker Sting in one of those matches and really wouldn't jeopardize their bodies very much.
0: Uh, well, absolutely, and you, yeah, you're protecting them. You can protect yeah. them easily that way. Which I would, I mean, shit, an Undertaker Sting theatrical match, get the fuck out of here. That'd be amazing.
1: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I, I, I as um, somebody, I think somebody in our community, we were talking about that, and they were like, could you imagine if it was in like a gothic church stink type setting, <laughs> almost <laughs> like the crow? I'm like, oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, That it would be, it would be absolutely amazing. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, again, yeah, you're right. I would love to see, you know, one or two a year where they do something cool like that. I think it would yeah. be great. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, the thing
2: about it too, like, had this not happened, you know, obviously, you know, I'm butthurt because I was supposed to go to WrestleMania this year, Yeah, me too, but, sister, me too. <laughs> um, had this whole situation not happened, those matches would not have been that way.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're right. I mean, they, 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 they take on another uh, a whole different realm of what uh, they're going to produce and give to us. Um, but, I man, I would have loved to see that live, though. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Um, oh,
2: it was my first so- WrestleMania, too. Yeah,
0: you'll wow. get another one. Well, they're definitely, they're coming back here in two years, from what I understand, so that'll be cool. Yeah, now, you know, like, it, it, hang on twitterverse don't fucking like oh Justin cage says i think i heard that's the other thing i don't know we've <laughs> heard
1: that we've actually heard that yeah, too i'm, sure. That I'm they, sure you have yeah, but, I'm, not, I'm
0: not giving you fucking insider shit here this yeah, is yeah no
1: no yeah. <laughs> no we've heard that too that it's yeah. uh, i mean it would only make sense that they would end up going back there because they got screwed out of it so yeah. you know, yeah, I, I mean um yeah it would definitely make sense that they would do that so what what do you think about his feud now with with Braun? Um, I mean obviously the two of those guys are are pretty good friends um, uh, and you know did that surprise you that they went in that direction? Because again, a lot of people are saying that they were kind of surprised they they went there right away and that you know kind of him going back after that title again after we all know the the whole debacle with the worst jackhammer ever um (laughs) and and he lost to to, uh to Uh, oldberg uh that didn't
2: happen we're not going to talk about that anymore
1: (laughs) um but what do you think about what the 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 direction they're going now uh i dig it man i dig it because those two guys
0: can have some great matches together because of how well they know each other yep um I, i you know braun is a great guy too just a really cool cat who uh for a big man can work his ass off. I mean, for anybody can work his ass off. It's not just for a big man. And the guy is a great worker. Um, I, I, I think I I dig the fact that they are going to give us multiple matches, obviously that they're going to, uh, show us different angles and different sides of, uh, the characters, uh, one in particular, but, you know, kind of seeing, you know, that evolution, I think is going to be cool. And I think, again, I think Braun's a good dude for uh, Wyndham to work. I just think they work really good together. So, um, you know, there's an argument does, does Bray need a belt to be successful? Obviously the answer is no, there's, I mean, this goes back to the beginning of my conversation uh, when I said, uh, you know, talking about Roddy Piper chasing the belt for all those years, uh, you know, Roddy Piper was not the WWF champion ever. So, Uh, you you know, in Roddy Piper will go down in history and has gone down in history as one of the, if not the best talker in the business, Mm -hmm. uh, he's my number one. And then dusty would be number two, but, um, you know, so there's guys who we all know don't need the belt and, you know, Wyndham uh, Bray, I think is one of those guys who doesn't necessarily need the belt. Uh, I yeah. want him to have it because that's my friend and I want my friend to be the the heavyweight champion of the world. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, um, uh, so, but I, but I like it and, and, and I don't mind the chase. I don't, I don't mind, you know, I, if, if Wyndham ends up chasing for the next six months, I think that's cool. Again, I don't know that it's not insider knowledge. Yeah. That's me as a fan going, I would love to see that. I'd love to see him chase that and, and, you know, the different sides of uh, you know the character have a shot or or whatnot you know or go back and forth between the fiend and Firefly uh, Firefly Funhouse prey. I think there's just a lot that they can do with it. Yep. You know, but you know who knows uh, you know if they could uh, again. I want him to have the belt, so I hope they put the belt on him and let him move on.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But I yeah, want man. Braun. But I really want Ron to be successful, which he has been, and he deserves. Uh, he deserves to have that title.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, just
0: like, just like you know, Drew deserves to have the title. I mean, these are guys Absolutely. who have worked their ass off uh, for a very long time to get where they are, and they deserve this shot. I just wish that they would have had those moments uh, in front of sixty-five thousand
1: people yeah yeah that's a great point uh we 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 were talking about that too after wrestlemania saying that you know you almost kind of feel bad that uh we, you know when they finally got that that there weren't the, like you were saying that the big group of fans there to cheer them um when when that happened that's just yeah that's a shame that they didn't get that moment yeah um yeah but yeah, I, 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 again, I agree with you. I, I think that um, obviously the, the character is just getting started. I mean, geez, we just had the year anniversary. Um, so it's only been a year or so since he's been around now. And uh, the story that he's telling and, and the story that he's going to tell, I mean, going all the way back to uh, Jody, uh, you can certainly attest to this, the theories and stuff that we do um, – <laughs> going back to that man in the woods thing and, and, and all of that, um, is just insane. Like you, we, our show here in particular, we can go on and talk about him even when he's not on TV. Oh yeah. I, so
0: again, it, because you can just go back and look at the Easter eggs and have yep. full five hour conversations about it because you have just trying to figure out what's happening in that cat's head, man. <laughs>
2: Wouldn't we oh. all like to know?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, could, absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, I I have to say, I mean, all three of you guys—so Kyle, um, Jason, and yourself—have all said how intelligent the man is. Yeah, um, and and you you can definitely see it. I mean, if you can if you can make a, de- I'll tell you what I want to see, and and you could you could say whether or not you agree with me. I I want to see, I want to see a movie made out of this. Somewhere, somewhere down the road, I don't care who does it. I want to see him go in and and just you know put this all on a script. Maybe he already has one, but and put this all down on paper. And and I want to see this made into some sort of horror movie down the road, man. I would, oh, <laughs> man. I'd be, I'd be all
0: in. <laughs> oh, dude, that that would be ridiculous i would yeah absolutely i uh, am i am 100 percent on board put that shit in the universe i am on i'm on board I, oh man I'm, I, I just said, hope I, that be, if he does it that i could be like a murder victim or something, something
2: like <laughs> you volunteers tribute that's oh. right that's
1: right oh man that's awesome dude oh man oh i love so it let, um, let's
2: talk about some feuds so obviously you know the fiend is out for revenge that's what his MO is, that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. If you think about all the big feuds and people that have betrayed Bray in the past, what's the one you're looking forward to the most?
0: Oof. God, that's so tough. Um, You know, it's funny because I... I think I got it. I think with Mania, when he lost to Cena previously, uh uh-huh. I, from a, a fan perspective and a friend perspective i was devastated um yep. because in in my eyes that was a moment that they you put him over you know at that point and you strap a rocket to his back yep. and you just ride you just go right yeah um, So I, I loved the redemption of mania this year. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I, that's, you know, as far as looking into the future, man, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just, I'm actually looking forward to, you know, coming, you know, out of the theory aspect of it there's just a lot of feuds that he can be involved in that he's never touched before that i think he could put uh such an interesting spin to other characters um and i think when Wyndham is in the ring with anybody he lifts them up and i just think there's a lot uh that you know look i'd love to see him and ko have a huge run huh be, just because I love the way they work. Right. Yeah, And, and that's the thing as, you know, pretend Booker, I just want to see that come into fruition, into a amazing match conclusion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's, you know, and again, that's just me kind of fanning, you know, who I think are some of the best workers. Um, but yeah, I think mania for me, I, again, I wish, I wish that it was live. Um, oh me too. And, and that redemption would have happened live. Yep. Um, but that was that was huge because again, when he lost the first time, that was that was shitty as far as I'm concerned. I I just I was not a fan of that. As I can imagine, you guys were also not fans
1: Right. Nope. Right. Yep. Yep. At that point, I was so over Cena um because i look you know you just got force fed him so many different times as a fan and you're like um not that i'm not saying he was great or anything like that but at that point in time like you said um that character bray's character you just wanted that so badly um as a statement win for him and the fact that he didn't get it um you know it's it's hard not to think that cena had a lot to do with that which may not have been the case look they they have writers they get people telling them things and stuff like that so but yeah it it was it really it really was devastating i agree with you
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um it's funny because i'm just sitting here looking back at some of the old uh now you guys got me down geek road here um, <laughs> just some of the older uh ko bray wyatt stuff from like what was like 2016 ish i think 27 mm-hmm. yeah um, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I just think there's a lot more to that. I wanted more. Yeah. So n- now I'm being a, a grumpy nerd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's nothing know. like, there's nothing like a grumpy nerd. I, we, <laughs> we always, we always talk about, um, I, well, there's two. I want to see. I, I'm hoping, I, I mean, obviously Randy Orton, uh, yeah. because of what, because of what Randy did to, to his, you know, burn down his house and, okay. uh, yep all of that stuff so i'm i'm looking but man and i hope this i hope this comes to pass but i want to see undertaker and and bray again i mean obviously undertaker beat him the last time and i want to see undertaker bray and i, I man if that would be his swan song at survivor series and he kind of passed the torch at that point to bray yeah. wow um I, I i again i would i would absolutely love to see that
0: yeah, no, I mean, I'd totally geek out about that, for sure. Yep. And if, you know, if Sting, you know, dropped in from the rafters, that'd be cool too. Oh, boy, that'd be <laughs> even better. <laughs>
2: wow,
0: uh,
1: that's a...
2: <laughs> oh, I, I've got to go for the Randy feud, man. It's yep. ugh, yeah. They were so good together. It just, it was poetic. It was... Like everything that they did You know with their last big feud Where he burned down his house And then you know Bray covered himself with Abigail's ashes And that whole feud Was amazing So I want to see that again
0: Yeah No and- I, uh, I I, I, Again it's hard to argue With anybody that you put Wyndham into work with Because I just think he elevates everybody Um I'm just going down memory lane here and, you know, think about how amazing, not that Wyndham had to elevate Jericho, but that feud, you know, you oh, go yeah. back, uh, you know, just there's amazing moments that, uh, that he's been able to uh, provide for us. It's just, yep. it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Love. I, I, it's, uh, yeah. That's what we love to do, man. We just, it's, it's so cool to just be able to, you know, again, you, you create these things in your mind. And like you were saying, geek stuff, I love it. Um, are you – I got to ask you because, listen, we ask everybody this that comes on the show and loves that character. Are you are you, uh, do you, are you a horror fan as well? Oh, absolutely, man. Yep, see, there you go. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yeah, there's uh, – uh, from sneaking into uh, – what friday the 13th i think part three was the first one i snuck into or part Four. Oh, the 3d
1: <laughs> one awesome yeah,
0: and then uh you know i just yeah i've been a, a huge huge horror fan so uh obviously you know uh, bray plays right into that That's, as well
1: yes definitely <laughs> we see that i think we've got an answer yes to every single person that we've yep. ever talked to about bray and asked that question um yep. So I got to ask you the loaded question, then. That goes with that too. What's your favorite all-time horror film? Uh, The original
0: Nightmare on Elm Street. Nothing touches it.
1: No. Okay. Uh,
2: Very good.
0: That That, yeah, it is uh, just absolutely brilliant. Yep. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, equal parts scary, dark. Just uh, a sliver of Robert England's uh, humor in that first one. Not a lot, which was Uh good because I thought they got hokey, which I still loved. them. I loved all the Nightmare on Elm Street's, uh, but they definitely got way, way more hokey uh, as in a little more slapsticky, obviously. Um, But I thought uh, the first one is just untouchable. And then probably The Shining would be second.
1: Two great choices. I know. Uh, I think Kyle loves The Shining too. Ky- yeah, if I'm not Kyle mistaken, I think that's his favorite too. Yeah, Um, yeah. I, I nightmare. The original Nightmare is actually, like you said, it's still scary. You can go back and watch it, and it's still one of those films. Like for me, it's the original Halloween from '78. But you can go back and watch those, and they're still they're still creepy. And the first one, like you said, was dark. Um if anybody hasn't seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street go watch it cuz again it is one of the the classic films and I mean yeah they spawned countless sequels but it was it was very dark and it didn't have the humor that you saw in all the later films so yeah man absolutely yeah absolutely good stuff yeah definitely man Jody you have anything else for uh for Jesse before we let him go I don't want to take up his whole night here so he- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to hear about your first match podcast
0: Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, starting Thursday, the 21st. So tomorrow, um, we've got uh, the First Match Podcast. And what we do is we sit down with uh, top wrestling superstars of today, as well as legends of yesteryear. And we do origin stories. We go back to their childhood and where their love of wrestling came from. And we take that all the way up through... Training and what do their parents think as far as uh, starting to train to be a professional wrestler, and what do their friends think, and where do they go to school, and who do they train with? Was there anybody in their class that we would know at this point? Or what characters uh, were in that class that maybe didn't make it, but would still make for great stories? Um, And then we just kind of go a little bit beyond that. We go right up to that first match where uh, we talk about how they were feeling, where they were, how many people were there, Uh, who they were wrestling against and then yeah beyond that uh, to some of the stuff that they got going on today a little bit uh but again it's more of a it's not hey who are you wrestling this weekend it's who did you wrestle first and where did your love come from for the uh sports and i call it a sport of professional wrestling it's not just sports entertainment to me it's still real to me damn it Oh yeah. well well, man you we got... you you lived it for a little while so you would know yeah. well we got a lot of uh we got a lot of great guests man uh kicking off on the 21st on thursday this week we have got big lg dot gallows of course one of the hottest free agents in the oh, world yes. wrestling right now with his uh tag team partner carl Yes, um, sir. I've got Chris Jericho coming on the show, who's a buddy of mine. Wow. Corey Graves, who was actually uh, the last-minute best man at my shotgun wedding underneath the tree. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> I say shotgun wedding, but obviously it wasn't like you know her dad was holding a shotgun to me to marry her. But <laughs> um, we, we had a last-minute we had a last-minute uh, wedding because we had our license and we just didn't want to wait anymore. So uh crystal and i got married under a tree in downtown st petersburg and uh i called matt uh Corey graves and i was like hey dude i'm getting married tonight we're supposed to hang out anyway grab your wife uh let's go hang out so uh <laughs> we well. and got married uh so graves is gonna be on the show uh brian heffron the blue meaning ecw yes. original gonna be on the show uh, rob van dam uh, gonna be on the show raven's gonna be on the show And then another guy you guys know that I don't have to mention will be on the show as well at some point. I was
2: just going to ask that.
1: I wonder (laughs) wonder who that could be. I
2: wonder who that might be. That's right.
1: That's (laughs) it. (laughs) Leaving my own little Easter egg. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you owe him for all the times that he left them for you out there. So (laughs) that sounds awesome. Um, Jesse, before you go, tell everybody, obviously the podcast, um, tell everybody where they could find it, where they could find you on social media. um, And uh, and yeah, just let them all know um, what you got coming up. Yeah.
0: uh, At Jesse Cage on Twitter at J.E.S.S.E.K.A.G.E. Uh, That's on Twitter and on Instagram. Go follow me for all sorts of uh, fun and frivolity. Uh, First first Match Podcast, just search it, man. Grab your Google box. We can be found wherever you get your podcast. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, uh, TuneIn. We're waiting to get on iHeart, but that should be done here in the next day or so. Um, so yeah, anywhere you can find your podcasts, uh, pleasures, that's where you're going to find first match, just put in first match and please, when you do that, like, uh, and subscribe and rate and review, please, please, please. Because, uh, in the world of podcasting, as you guys know, those things matter. Um, we need, uh, the reviews. We need that, uh, five-star rating, you know, even if you think it's one star, just put five stars because... <laughs> What does that hurt you? I don't know. So just make sure you you top rate us and you review us. Let us know uh, how you're feeling about the show. First match anywhere podcasts are found at Jesse Cage on all social media. And as Jody knows, uh, I uh, generally follow back too. So if you want to hang out, you want to talk, you want to talk shit about wrestling uh, or anything else we got going on, I'm more than happy to do that over uh, social media.
1: Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, yeah. hey, listen, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you. Um, and and we yeah, we look forward to all the projects you've got coming out. Uh, obviously, that one you can't mention yet as well. We uh, <laughs> we're going to keep our eyes certainly on that one. Also, man. So like I said, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, man, nothing, nothing but the best to you. And hey, stay safe. Um, and, and we hope to hear from you real soon.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. So anytime, Joe, man.
1: Anytime. Thank you. Joe, Cheers,
0: guys.
2: Have you noticed <clears throat> that we have now rounded out the trifecta?
1: <laughs> we we do we, yes we have. <laughs> there is just
2: one missing piece. <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe, <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. I wonder
1: who that, I wonder who that, who that is. Uh, I wonder who that is. I can't, I can't imagine who you're talking about, Joe. You, not a clue. No, make we, you know, you know what it is. I, we, <laughs> I think we're having Kyle back on shortly. I probably next week or the week after, cause I wanted to get his opinion about after the, we didn't get to talk to him. We were talking to him right before, the WrestleMania. um wrestlemania match so i think we're having him back on you know what i i we were laughing we're like now we get all three of you on at the same time and we play a, who knows bray best quiz <laughs> <laughs> and we and we run a game show out of it and we like,
0: <laughs> i'm in sign me there, up.
1: there you go okay. <laughs> there you go so see now okay that's awesome well I, yeah there we you go guys have,
0: just so you know you fucked my whole night up now because i'm looking at uh That seventeen eighteen KO Bray Wyatt shit. God, it was so good. (laughs)
1: Good. I love. I like Kevin Owens. I I don't think he's ever gotten the respect that he deserves either. Um, So yeah, I I like him. He's a hard worker, Um, and you know, I I just again, I just don't ever think that he got his 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 just due. So
0: no, you're right. And again, I just think uh, you know, uh, a storyline done properly with those two, like a real. Developed storyline I just think would be Fucking cool but you know That's just me
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah makes all the sense in the world man Yeah I mean eventually there's gonna Come a time when you know like Jody Was saying the revenge factor goes Away because he's gonna have Maybe uh, well I mean He's got a lot of people he can do but eventually There's probably gonna come a time when He's gonna like uh, like you were saying Earlier that he's gonna develop storylines with Other people outside of that and There's nothing to say that he can't so oh absolutely and
0: again i mean that's the 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 beauty of this character is i just think we're it's just the tip of the iceberg for what we're seeing i mean there's so much more and you know uh, so many more facets to who he will be able to work with i just it'll be brilliant it'll be great
1: absolutely man so absolutely (laughs) well guys i appreciate you having me on no problem man we appreciate you coming on you got it we'll talk soon sounds good man have a good night Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.